This is How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. Where we teach you the skills you need to go from your living room to the main event. What's up, guys? Welcome back to How to Become a Pro Wrestler, the podcast. My name's Coach John, and I am sitting at the table today with Aaron. Aaron, what is up, man? Hey, John. I'm excited again to be in here, For ready sure. to go. We got an awesome topic that I am passionate about, you're passionate about, For sure. and I know it's going to help a lot of guys. So, so what do we got on the agenda? So I get asked about things like this a lot, but today I'm going to break it down to you. I'm going to give you five different reasons. So we're going to talk about the top five reasons that your pro wrestling training is not producing the fat loss results that you want. So I've heard it a lot, okay? I've heard guys tell me that they're training hard, but they're not getting what they want. We all want to see the physical improvements in our body composition from the hard work that we put into the gym and in the ring. Training daily and not getting those results that you expect is very frustrating and can lead to not just poor performance physically, but poor mental image of yourself. So genetics, you know, they can play a favorable part for the vast majority, but saying that you can't achieve a better body is just nonsense, guys, okay? It begins with your training. So. Here are some basics that I want you to remember. But before we get into that, I want you to head over to Facebook and Instagram. All you got to do is type in at how to become a pro wrestler. Click on our logo. Join us on there. Give us a follow. Give us a like and check out all the content we provide to you. All right. So today we're going to break down the top five reasons your hard work is not paying off in the specific way that you expect it to. So crushing weights and hours of cardio is one thing. Dialing in your diet is another. But when training for something as niche and specific as pro wrestling, there are things you should be doing in the gym and in the kitchen to maximize your results. So I'm going to dive right into it, guys. Number one, we're talking about five things today, and I'm going to hit you with number one right here. You are not training both speed and strength, all right? You're leaning way too far into one or the other, or you're neglecting one entirely. So let's break down what I'm saying here. All right. So don't think lifting big weights slow is the only way to train. And I run into this a lot, guys. I've, I was talking to Aaron before we started recording today. I've got guys that will, you know, they think that just because they're a big man, just because they're a, a large athlete, they're a big guy, they're a, they're a cane or an undertaker, they're a, you know, something along those terms. They never have to train anything but strength movements in the gym or they're training more like a power lifter instead of a performance athlete, which is what you actually are. Yep. So you've got to blend the two to be a well-balanced athlete. So if you're looking to get strong and fast, you need to focus on working both of those aspects. Let's remember that fast twitch muscle fibers deteriorate with age. This is the muscle fiber that's responsible for gaining lean muscle mass so working speed has crazy benefits, guys. So if you're leaving that on the table, if you're not training that specific area, you're losing out. And over the years, you're losing more and more. you got to train these things so your body can retain them so you can have access to them throughout your wrestling career. So you need to focus on training both aspects of strength and speed. You can accomplish this by pushing something. You know, I want to give you some more specific examples. So let's just, this is just one, guys, okay? So something like you might build up a heavy deadlift. And when I say deadlift, I'm talking about a barbell. It may be a suitcase deadlift. It may be a trap bar deadlift, something heavy. Build that up to 80 or 90% of maybe your perceived one rep max, or if you know your max, maybe 
the, that actual percentage, build up to something crazy heavy and difficult, and then supplement that with something fast, something like med ball slams, something like maybe med ball power tosses into a wall. You could even supplement that with something like sprint intervals, and then you rest, and then you come back to your deadlift. Okay, so working both aspects of strength and speed so you know that your performance will carry over to the ring, which is where we need it to carry over. So make it a normal part of training to mix up these aspects weekly, training your speed and your power, okay? Do what works for you, but don't skip working the process if you want to train for fat loss, all right? Remember, that's what we're talking about specifically today. You are training in the gym, you're looking in the mirror, and you're not seeing the results you want. So here are some reasons why. And one of them is that you're not training your speed and your strength, all right? You're leaning way too hard into one side or you're completely neglecting one side is what I typically have been finding lately. So, I, it, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, so say if you're just doing strength, right? You're going right. in and you're doing kind of a bodybuilder mm -hmm. uh, program. You're sure. benching, you're squatting, you're deadlifting. Mm -hmm. You can incorporate some of this speed work with the barbell. Absolutely. I, just, I want to explain how to do that real quick. Yep. Um, so what you would do if you know that one rep max, right? Let's mm -hmm. say that your one rep max is 100 pounds on the bench press. I right. know that's low, but no, yeah. it, it, it makes nice it. Nice round number. It, that's good. So I can do some math there. There perfect. So what you could do is you could take just 50 to 60% of that weight. Mm -hmm. So you put, you know, 50 to 60 pounds on the bar right. and you're going to go down slow and you're going to do maybe three reps and you're going to go and you're just going to explode up right, right? not throw it keep you still have to keep everything right, under right, control right. but you're going to explode up explode it up yes. explode up so now you're working a little bit of speed at yep. a weight and this is where some guys get confused when they're doing speed work or explosive mm -hmm. kind of work is they want to load heavy weight on it and try yeah, to move yeah, it. Yeah. You have to move it quick for it to be speed work. You right. can't, it's not moving it slow like with the heavy deadlift or a right, right, right. But you could do that with squats too. You could put, you know, take your one rep max, cut it to 50 to 60%, squat down, mm -hmm. explode up out of the bottom, do like three reps, right. and then rack it, and, and go from there. Work a few sets in like that, and all of a sudden you're working speed with the barbell in there. Absolutely, and you're getting stronger, and you're looking yes. better, you're burning more fat, you're, you're, you're yeah. nuking those fat cells that you're so worried about, and you should be. You wanna look good, as you wanna look like a performer in the ring and whatnot, that's what we're here for, to help you figure that out. But yeah, absolutely, doing things like that, and it's also gonna help those big lifts that you want so it bad. Will. It's gonna tremendously benefit you when you're under those heavier loads that you're moving slower. So you're gonna get your central nervous system firing wow. like crazy. It's gonna carry over to every other thing that you do in the gym. Now, we we got several more points sure, on yeah. here, but I want to make one point right now. Go ahead. And I may touch on it a little bit more later. Mm -hmm. But whenever you're doing these uh, the strength training and the speed work, mm -hmm. you you do end up burning more calories. Right. But what it ends up speeding your metabolism up right. for the next maybe 24, 48 hours. I mean, yeah. Just because you decided to add some speed work Absolutely. or a little strength work in there, but that combination really will help you burn more calories. Uh, and that's what we want. Days. I mean, that, that'll keep you in that zone for a longer period mm -hmm. of time. And that's where you want to be as an athlete, especially. So yeah. like, just to reiterate a little bit of what, I, what we were talking about here is just guys that go in there and do nothing but lift slow, lift their weights, and they think they're doing, they're like, why am I not achieving the results I want if I'm lifting every day? Well, you're not incorporating the speed side of it. And also, that works the other way as well. I've worked with people in the past who have told me that all they do is they go into the gym, they love doing, you know, maybe they love running, maybe they love box yeah. jumps or whatnot, and all they're doing is that fast, explosive side, and they're never training with heavy weights and putting their body time under tension and building those muscle fibers like they should. So it does go both ways, guys. You can't just do the speed work and neglect the strength work either. 
So it goes both ways. Yeah. All right. Moving right along. This is number two. All right. Number two out of the top five. You are not training compound movements with progressive overload. So let's talk about that. I'm going to break down what, what, which things are compound movements and also what exactly am I talking about with progressive overload. So with progressive overload, I'm talking about increasing the weight over time. All right. So you've got guys that maybe they do go in and they do their, they get locked in their, their rhythm of three sets of 10 or whatever on their, on their movements. And they're doing this week after week after week, and they're never, ever changing the weights. They're never progressively overloading this movement. You're doing your bench press. You're doing your three sets of 10. And we're just going to use bench as an example. If you do that over time, yeah, you're going to see results at first. But over time, your body's going to adapt. You're not going to be able to access those muscle fibers like you should. And guys, progressive overload could just mean adding five pounds a week or less. It could be three pounds a week. You know, uh, it doesn't have to be any giant leaps. I'm not saying you got to slap another 45 on the side every single week. That's not how that works. But small increments to progressively overload your weight. Now, compound movements. This is something that people are not taking enough advantage of, especially if you're not seeing the results you want. So how many times do you see wrestlers posting workout videos of them doing bicep curls, like on Instagram or Facebook or whatever? Yeah, they're curling, big upper body business. We got the big arms, 24-inch pythons, all that good stuff. So depending on who that is, you're probably seeing it a lot. But I promise that if they have that body that you're looking for, those bicep curls are not what's fueling their performance and their fat loss, all right? That's the cool stuff they post online for you to see, and that's great. That's wonderful. You should see that. That's awesome. But... That's not the exact thing that they're using, okay? They're doing plenty more. Um, you know, this shouldn't be shocking to most, but you need to be performing lifts that increase your strength and your performance. So working on lagging muscle groups or isolating has its time and place for people who have, you know, four more days to train weekly. But for a lot of wrestlers that I work with, devoting three solid days to, you know, some, some hardcore training in the gym is the most they can afford, you know, to dedicate to that real, real training because they're also incorporating in-ring work right. in, a, in an actual pro wrestling ring or, or on a mat of some kind. But um, if your training does not include a bulk of the list that I'm going to go through here in a second, um, I need you to rethink your desired goals, okay? Because if you can't incorporate these, then the goals that you're asking your, your body to achieve are not possible. You're going to have to change those goals or what I want you to do is change your training style and start incorporating these compound movements, all right? So the meat and potatoes of your training for fat loss should include solid compound lifts, multi-joint unilateral lifts. We've done a whole episode on one of our favorite unilateral movement, which is the barbell split squat, okay, or split squats in general. And, um, you know, these are the things that can be incorporated as your compound movements and also used as your side dishes. You know, you use your isolation work, those bicep curls I was talking about earlier. That's what you put on the side of your workout, all right? Okay, so let's talk about some compound movements. I've just, I've got a, a, quite a few here. Well, I want to mention to you and just so you know, but so things like cleans, power cleans, even the snatch, which is a really difficult movement, but that ends included as well. Also, a kettlebell swing. So those are kind of ones that I lump together because a lot of guys, you know, cleans are one thing. Snatches are an entirely different thing, but I can get most people to train a kettlebell swing fairly well and increase the weight on that to where they can start swinging some pretty heavy kettlebell swings. And what trains speed and strength better than something like either a, you know, a barbell or a dumbbell power clean or 
a kettlebell swing. Yeah. All right, guys? So this is a great compound movement that if you're not using in your workouts, you really need to reconsider what you're doing. So deadlifts, of course, most of us have heard of deadlifts, but I know a lot of wrestlers that are not doing them. Deadlifts are so beneficial, guys, and that means the barbell. That may mean kettlebell deadlifts, farmer's bar deadlifts, trap bar deadlifts, even the Romanian deadlift that I've mentioned tons of times on here is one of the kings for getting the posterior chain and your low back pain under control. The, the RDL with dumbbells or a barbell or anything, great compound movement that I think takes place in any pro wrestler's training. Um, so squats, specifically those single leg variations. Like I said, we've got a whole episode on split squats, guys, and why you should be doing that instead of barbell back squats as a pro wrestler. Remember, I'm talking to pro wrestlers about pro wrestling training. That's what I want you to get good at. And those split leg, single leg variations of lower body training, those heavy compound movements like a heavy lunge, a heavy split squat, any of those things. And then when we're talking about bilateral squatting, I'm going to talk about more things like the like a hack squat or like a goblet squat, something along those lines. You've got to be incorporating. You can't just be sitting. It's leg day, right? You can't just be sitting on that leg extension machine, just sitting on the quad extension, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. sitting there and doing your leg curls. It's not going to cut it, guys. That's not giving you the, 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 the results that you're going to need. It might get you some decent looking legs, but it's not going to fuel your performance in the ring, and it's not going to help you nuke that fat like you're wanting to do, All right, which is what we're talking about specifically today. So horizontal pressing. Most people are doing a bench press out there. Most people know and, and love the bench press, but there's more variations out there than just your standard barbell bench press. Be sure you're including something like that, a progressively overloaded bench press, be it on the barbell, the dumbbells, if you have access to something like a, like a, a football bar, you know, whatever you want to call the, the, that. I mean, there, there's all different variations out there. And remember, all these things you got to be thinking about progressively overloading over time, taking a few weeks to bump it up in weight, even if it's just five pounds or less week to week, you know, until you hit like a deload week or something, which is something we'll talk about in the future. But you've got to be thinking about pushing the weights on these compound movements. So pull-ups and rows huge so guys your pull-ups giant compound movement that you don't need any weight for to make difficult but you can add weight to make it harder progressively overload some pull-ups that's something i'm working on specifically in my training right now loading pull-ups heavier and heavier so guys will let's talk about pull-ups because I, I know quite i work with a few wrestlers that that say they enjoy doing pull-ups and i ask them how they incorporate them and they'll say oh you know i do three sets of eight, I do three sets of 10 or whatever. And I ask them this, and I'll ask you guys this on the podcast right now. Have you ever thought about doing 10 sets of three yeah. and loading some heavy weight around your waist when you're doing it? Be it grabbing a med ball between your knees and doing a pull-up, hooking a dumbbell with your feet, or if you have access to a dip belt, the, that's the belt that you put around your waist as a chain with it. You can loop that through a kettlebell or a plate and hold a plate across your, your waist as you do a pull-up. All those things, doing less reps. You don't get locked into that, well, I'm doing pull-ups, so I have to do 10 reps. No, you don't. You can get a lot of work done if you're doing large sets of low reps. So three reps at a time with the heavy weight, guys. That works with your rows as well. If pull-ups are out of your scope right now, if that's not something you're fully capable of, you load up a heavy dumbbell and you, you brace yourself on a bench and you do a one-arm power row, pulling that dumbbell back towards your hip, getting that lat involved, doing heavy, heavy sets, low reps, 
really getting some overload out of that as well. And all these things we're talking about, guys, are also things that you can train just like Aaron was talking about earlier by supersetting or even just alternating from week to week with a speed version, you know? So you can do fast rows. You can pull that sucker in quick, lower it slow, explode up, and vice versa, all right? So farmer's carry, moving on down the list, something else I'm super passionate about, talked about on here plenty of times. You got, if you're a professional wrestler, farmer's carry or some kind of heavy carry in general has to be a part of your training, period. It just, if you're, if you're an athlete working with me, it's gonna be a part of your training every single week. So you're either doing a heavy farmer's carry, be that with dumbbells, barbell, or maybe not a barbell, um, maybe across your shoulders, that'd be yeah. like a back carry or something you can do, or you're doing a trap bar carry, anything like that, heavy kettlebells as your farmer's carry or a suitcase carry or something, which we just have it in one hand. But also, I carries in general. So I love the heavy med, med ball carry or the heavy sandbag carry for a pro wrestler. It translates so well to what we do in the ring. When wrestlers ask me what's something I can do in the gym that will get me in ring shape, I go straight to that heavy sandbag or medicine ball carry. Hugging that thing to your chest as hard as you can and just carrying it with your spine nice and safe, keeping your, your midsection braced and walking without leaning over backwards or anything. That is going to translate so well to what we do in the ring where we're moving other people's bodies around and whatnot. And we're having mm -hmm. to perform under the tension of other people's bodies. So, the sled. I am passionate about the sled right now. If you are lucky enough to have access to a sled in your gym, we've mentioned it briefly in the past, but get yourself a sled and start using that. Nothing builds strength and speed better at the same time, allowing you to get that performance that you want while nuking fat cells like the sled. Load the sled super heavy and push it really slow. And then load the sled light and push it really fast. All right, so now you're not just doing boring cardio on the treadmill or whatnot, you're burning fat while building muscle, while improving your athleticism. Uh, you know, this is carrying over your athletic potential to every other movement that you do in the gym. So if you have access to a sled, that's a great thing. If you don't, a couple episodes ago, Aaron and I talked about this. I built a sled in my garage out of some equipment from a tractor supply store. I mean, you can take a, a, a wheelbarrow and chop the legs off of it and stuff that thing full of something heavy and it'll slide across grass, yep. no problem. You know, just like it is. You don't have to add anything else to it. Or you could punch a hole in the side and put a rope through it and you can pull it, carry it. Drag the, drag the sled with a rope or a toe strap or something. No worries. So the sled is great. Lateral movement, another compound move that no one is doing or not enough people are doing. I'm sorry if you're not seeing the results you want. Are you ever moving side to side or are you only doing those forward reverse or straight up and down bilateral movements? Doing side lunges, anything like that with a barbell, with dumbbells, things that are getting left on the table for pro wrestlers, guys. Think about the ways that we move in a pro wrestling ring. Think about having to do a drop down and a step over and then hitting the ropes to the side and moving out of the way and ducking a clothesline and all these things that we do as pro wrestlers, we're not moving straight up and down. We're moving from the side. We're moving explosively laterally. You've got to train those things, guys. Um, one more, talk about vertical pressing. I mean, is are you incorporating those heavy shoulder presses? Are you doing heavy dumbbell presses? Are you doing heavy barbell pressing? Yeah, some push pressing. Some push like pressing, not, so not just sitting in a chair in your gym and pressing dumbbells overhead, are you loading up some heavy dumbbells and doing a dip at the waist and driving them up with something like a push press or even a push jerk? 
So these things can build such athletic performance, help you nuke fat, and again, you add, you combine these things together. So you do heavy shoulder press or whatever it is that you typically do. You do your shoulder press, and then you combine that with that explosive movement, like Aaron said, of the push press or even the push jerk yeah. or something. With the compound movement, yeah, the yeah. biggest thing is that they will make you burn more calories. Mm -hmm. You're going to release uh, hormones yeah, that's absolutely. going to help you burn fat mm -hmm. um, and build more muscle. And that's the big takeaway. So those isolation movements like yeah. the bicep curls or the machine work mm -hmm. and like that stuff, if yep. it's not a compound movement like our big lifts, yep. those are our finishing work, right? Right. Those compound lifts are what's going to really help you be able to burn those calories, release the right hormones. Absolutely. And burn that fat so you can see those abs. See that result. I mean, that's what, that's what it's all about, guys. It's about looking like a performer, and we're trying to get you there by also having the ability to perform in the ring or whatnot. Yeah. So I, I wanted to I want to hit it one more time talking about lateral work and moving side to side. So things like side lunges and, and hip slide outs, that's, that's maybe where you, you, you know, if you have access to those, I mean, hey, I say access to hip sliders. I mean, you can put potholders under yeah. your feet and slide on a wooden floor, no problem. So, um, but lateral work might not just mean like a side lunge. It might also mean hooking that sled to your waist and walking side mm -hmm. to side. It may also mean putting like like a band around your knees and doing the um, like a banded monster walk or something where you squat yeah. down and you're just stepping mm -hmm. to the side and walking out. You're training to do that sideways movement. This is gonna not only help your performance, but help you generate those hormones, help you build you know that body that you're looking for, nuking those fat cells. Lots of pro wrestlers suffer from things like hips and groin injuries. So this is just another Thing, you can help prevent that from guys you can prevent those hip and groin injuries by training this lateral work so a lot of the a lot of the knee and back injuries that I work with with pro wrestlers are from hip imbalances and a lot of times when you just add in some lateral work for these guys they start to improve on that stuff so no one likes to do it of course because it's hard of course it is but um the things that we need to do are hard. It's as simple as that. Yeah, when well, you, fi you yeah. fix those things, then you can hit the other movements better. Absolutely. Which, again, is going to help you lift more weight, be it, quicker, it help you burn translates. more calories, all of that stuff. Uh, just a couple more yeah, about lateral yeah. work. Uh, some of the things we did, um, would we would just put a plate, like a 10-pound plate on the floor, mm -hmm. and then they would basically have to do kind of a side lunge, and then they would slide right, right. The, foot, the, the plate out with their foot, nice, and then yeah. they would squat and then step together, and that would work. Also, if you have sand, we used to do just those side steps, and you'd have to drag your feet through the sand. Oh, like nice. you bury your okay. feet a little bit, yep. drag it through. That's awesome. And, and that works really that. well, too. That's, so. that's fantastic. I, that's just great. A, you don't have to make it crazy. You know, it, you, don't, you don't need a ton of equipment to accomplish some of this stuff, guys. You can yeah. get this done in ways just like that with, with, yeah, with sand or potholders, man. Yeah. I mean, you can get it done. Absolutely. All right. So I talked about the sled already. I, I kind of dove into the sled ahead of time, but that's okay. But just, just to reiterate a little bit more. If you want to get stronger, you want better lungs, you want to burn fat, you want to look like you want to look and perform like you want to perform. I mean, the sled's king right now for me, guys. It, yeah, it, and it's a replacement. Say if your mm -hmm. if your back's hurting oh, yeah. and you can't do some of those big compound oh, movements yeah. like the squat and deadlift that we're saying. Yep. Incorporate the sled. There's your compound movement that's going to help you burn calories, get Absolutely. you strong, and uh, get you the results you want. So just on a, I mean, it's it's a little off topic from where we're at right now, but like whenever I work with a wrestler that's recovering from an injury, if they cannot squat. As long as they can walk, they can push a sled. Yeah. Period. So, as long as you can walk, you can push a sled. But the sled improves your overall athletic potential. You know, meaning, you know, it it directly um, influences every other lift that we've talked about mm -hmm. today. It, it it helps your ability to run, to squat, 
to jump, all that stuff works. And like I said, if you don't have access to one, some toe straps and a wheelbarrow from the tractor supply store and you can get it done. You can hit me up, hit us up in the Facebook group and I'll help you figure that out as well. No problem. What's up guys, Coach John here. I'm going to put a pin in this week's episode. You just heard a lot of really great information and I want you to stop, think, and digest everything that you just heard. Next week we are coming back with part two and we are going to get into some crazy cool stuff about why your training may not be producing the fat loss results that you desire. All right, guys, head on over to Facebook, join our group, ask us any questions that you may have, and be sure to come back next week for part two.